if I'm not, it's going to happen anyway. You're right. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Atugis Take podcast. Not for fuck's sake. Oh, this isn't going to be a very fun one, is it? This isn't going to be a very fun one. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode here. Our normal format kind of crumpled up, thrown over the shoulder. Forget about it because uh, there has been uh, one dominant story in the hockey world over the past couple of days, and that will take up the majority of this show if we have time to get to some other things, including your viewer questions and some of the other topics from the hockey world, especially through the weekend. We will do that uh, but for the moment, we can't really plan on it. So what we're going to do right off the top here so that we can hear from Sin and Endo and really get into this as, as soon as we can. Uh want to mention the show, as always, brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That is Manscaped.com. You can use code TUGI at checkout, T-O-U-G-I-E, for 20% off your order and free shipping. That is Manscaped.com. Get the best tools for the job. So, gentlemen... Uh, the elephant in the room, the big talking point today that, um, again, has totally thrown off what the show is going to be, is um, the announcement that Jamie Ben, immediately after we called him out for not scoring, has scored, I believe, three goals in his last two games. Still not as good as Eric Carlson. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. And you know what? We'll throw out one of those fun facts uh, oh. that I was going to mention uh, Eric Carlson makes history. Ten goals for a defenseman in his first 13 team games is a season, or in a season, is a post-World War II NHL record. Damn. Eric Carlson is doing something that hasn't been done for like 80 goddamn years. Yeah, pretty nuts. Craziness. Oh, boy. All right. Let's just get this out of the way. Mitch Miller. He, unfortunately, has been the... Talking point of the hockey world over the last couple of days, thanks to um, one team in particular that, uh, if you're watching on the video portion, as I am live from my mom's arts and crafts room, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Boston Bruins signed Mitch Miller a couple of days ago. And we're going to talk about everything that's happened over those past couple of days. And we're going to go through really the uh, the entire timeline in a segment that we pretty much call hate to tell, you know, hate to say we told you so. Because we did. Because when this story originally came out, um, granted, it was Deej on the show with me at the time after the 2020 NHL drafts. We had both mentioned, and I believe that old feed is still out there. Um, yeah, this is going to be someone who's going to get another opportunity a little bit down the road. If you are talented enough in terms of helping a sports team be able to win games, more often than not, you will be given an opportunity again if a team can possibly give you that opportunity. You know, cough break here. hoping someone would fill in for me there but that's okay uh I mean, <laughs> so let's go back on a roll here i don't know what i'm gonna say i know go for it so i as i mentioned to you guys before we started recording i'm gonna mention stuff feel free to chime in at any point let's go through this timeline we'll go back to the 2020 nhl draft where defenseman mitchell miller was selected 111th overall in the fourth round by the Arizona Coyotes. His draft rankings, a little bit inconsistent, and that is because some news had come out about his past, which I will get into in a minute. The news breaks after the draft, or at least it resurfaces as to what had happened. The Coyotes initially defended their decision to draft him, talking about essentially being able to rehab him and his image and if we put this kid in the right environment with the right leadership, we can be a part of the solution. He should get a second chance. There's still potential with this kid to help us win hockey games. The Coyotes, after a short time, crumbled to the public pressure. They essentially dropped Mitch Miller's signing rights, which I don't believe had ever really happened before. It made him a free agent. They had talked 
uh, to the Meyer Carruthers family, who we'll be mentioning quite a bit. After learning that Mitch, for those previously mentioned actions that we get into, like I said, here in a second, learning that Miller had yet to apologize. Miller then went on to lose his scholarship at the University of North Dakota. Played the 2021-2022 season with the Tri-City Storm of the USHL. Does great as essentially an overager. Even wins Player of the Year as a defenseman. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, what was done to have Mitchell Miller lose so much? Oh, he's, he's suffered. He's been canceled. In 2016, he and a classmate were found guilty in an Ohio juvenile court on charges of assault and violation of the Ohio Safe Schools Act uh, for actions against classmate Isaiah Meyer Carruthers, a developmentally disabled African-American classmate. There is the story I'm sure that you have all heard about swiping the lollipop or piece of candy, the push pop, whatever it was, into a urinal and then giving it to Isaiah. Defending that by saying, hey, we washed it off first, by the way. What? Yeah. There's no yeah. point to wash it off after you put something in a fucking urinal. Mm-hmm. You know, general bullying doesn't seem like enough. Um, no. Admitted by another classmate that had hung out with Mitch that this particular classmate had called Isaiah the N-word once, but that uh, Mitch would use it constantly. Uh, Mitch Miller caught on video kicking and punching Isaiah. Uh, also used other words aside from the N-word. I can't say the B-word without people knowing what it means, but I understand why some people find it a bit, you know, on the line, but calling him a brownie, um, which again, oh. just along the lines. Yeah, we had a discussion on that about Twitch, so I wanted to just be like, hey, yeah, I get that some people aren't cool with that word either, nor should you be. Uh, telling Isaiah to go pick his family's cotton, etc., what the fuck? I don't re I remember like I didn't know when that's crazy. Like I remember this story relatively well. It took me a while for the name to click. Like when I mm -hmm. saw, oh yeah, Bruin signed Mitch Miller. I'm like, that who the fuck is that? Like, why do I kind of recognize that name? Oh yeah. It's pretty pretty crazy. Like that's like I understand, like people bully at times maybe even participate in it but when it's like and like yeah you can change that you can learn to not be a dick but like that's way past the line of like schoolyard bullshit that's right, you know right. i you know i'm not gonna sit insane. here and say i didn't participate in schoolyard bullshit i believe i've told the story like i heading into the third grade my family moved towns were you, were you tall and shit a little bit yeah yeah, fuck you. But I, I never bullied <laughs> smaller kids. I, oh, so, really? Oh, yeah. So I used to thing. get First bullied by bigger dudes all the time. <laughs> First and foremost, never racially bullied anybody. Um, but that's not you know, bullying. I hope not. That's, that's not, not bullying. bullying. I hope not. Like that's exactly. legit. Well, obviously, Endo, but some people be like, "Well, what do you mean by you bullied people?" And it's like in third grade, moved schools, and I'm like, I, I don't want to be the one that gets picked on here. Oh, these kids are picking on this kid. Let me join in on that, because at least they're not picking on me. And that's yes, a relatively that's, common yeah. story. And a few years later, I incessantly apologized to the kid because I did feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, I didn't need to do that to fit in. That is bullying. Yes. What Mitchell Miller did, bullying does not feel like a fair term. No. It is beyond that. So. At I don't the even same know the time, term I would have for it like that's just violent fucking behavior that, criminal? in my opinion, can't be rehabbed. Like I'm sorry no, you if you have that sort of shit, hate in your heart and stuff like that, and you and it leads you to do that to an individual. Like for, there's so many things wrong with the picture. It's not just that he's racist as shit. It's not just that like he's being violent. It's that he's being racist and violent against someone that he knows can't properly, uh, you know, def defend himself or at least the in the power dynamic. He's the one with that power, like mm -hmm. yep. people willing to exploit that in those violent and hateful ways. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't fucking think those people can come back. They're pieces of shit and there's no place for them in society at all. Now. You do look at, obviously, we'll kind of get into the, the parents here as well, but that, that's where a 
a lot of the responsibility certainly lies. And, you know, reading up on comments from the fam, you know, from Isaiah's family, um, which if I'm not mistaken about this particular detail, you know, a lot of the bullying as well, was I believe that, um, that had a, had a, had a phrase this, I kind of, kind of lost the specific word I was looking for there, but just in a, in a general sense, with with the family, you know, kind of defending Mitch's actions as, but, Oh, we can't derail this young man's career. He's going places. He's good at hockey. Like that was a constant thing that the uh, family of Isaiah Meyer Carruthers was constantly met with is the idea of they're just trying to derail this kid's career. Um, I'll settle for the word fucked. I think is a good way to sum that up. Um, all of the things that I detailed, uh, Miller repeatedly lied about uh, having any participation in this, you know, directly to school administrators who had confronted him about it. Um, when he was found guilty, a juvenile court magistrate in Ohio concluded that Miller had absolutely no remorse for his actions and was merely upset that his reputation would be damaged by the situation. Where do you think he got that opinion from? Yeah. Parents? Miller issued an apology uh, to the then 31 NHL teams around the time that the Coyotes drafted him. It was court-ordered, by the way. I don't know yep. if you had only ever oh. court Only ever issued apologies to the family that were court-mandated. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, yeah. He apologized yeah. to the teams on his own because he was like, oh, please, mm-hmm. please, daddy. Because his agent told him to. I'm betting you anything. His fucking agent told him to do that. He oh, we'll done. be able to talk about his agents in a little bit. That's gonna. Oh, be yeah. oh boy. Uh it is worth noting that the family also noted that his actions dated back to as early as the first grade, not just when they were 14, 15. He was calling him the N-word like as early as when they were in first grade. That's insane. Seven years old. That's nuts. That's. That's. That's taught. I'm sorry. That's there. there's no way to say that wasn't taught at all by his family or anything. Flat out. The Bruins on November 4th, which was last Friday, we are recording this on Monday the 7th, issued a press release, their first of two in the past couple of days. I will read this pretty much verbatim, although it is worth noting, as I pointed out in a YouTube video that I made, and as a lot of people pointed out, shout out to the wind, um, as a lot of people pointed out, uh, with this press release, there was never a picture used of Mitch Miller. It was a picture of the Bruins center ice logo. Which feels disgusting in and of itself. The press release says this. Don Sweeney announced today that the team assigned Mitch Miller to an entry-level contract. Quote, when I was in eighth grade, I made an extremely poor decision and acted very immaturely, said Miller. Mm-hmm. Note what we've already mentioned. Yeah. I bullied one of my classmates. I deeply regret the incident and have apologized to the individual. Not according to them. And if he did, it was court mandated. Since the incident, I have come to better understand the far-reaching consequences of my actions that I failed to recognize and understand nearly seven years ago. Note the last one. That last part. Nearly seven years ago. Come on, guys. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I strive to be a better person and positively contribute to society. As a member of the Bruins organization, I will continue to participate in community programs to both educate myself and share my mistakes with others to show what a negative impact those actions can have on others. To be clear, what I did when I was 14 years old was wrong and unacceptable. There's no place for this. Wait, there's no, there is no place in this world, excuse me, for being disrespectful to others. And I pledge to use this opportunity to speak out against mistreating others. Sincerely. You weren't disrespectful. You were racist. You weren't disrespectful. You were racist. Mm-hmm. There you go. Flat out. He only cares about his image. That's it. The, it's a, there's a lot of softening language in that. Anytime yes. there's a press release with uh, a t- buttload of euphemisms and those... Yeah, like the the writing, oh, when I did this, he keeps mentioning how long ago it was. Like that's just I was young. I was doubt a long he time ago. I, I doubt he wrote that himself. No. He didn't. Like, um there's shot. no way. Because that there's no so problem. many um essentially what PR is is marketing. 
And there's so many little marketing details in there to try to push a certain narrative. And wow, just wow, the balls of the organization to do that. Representing the Boston Bruins is a privilege we take seriously as an as an organization, said Bruins President Cam Neely. Respect and integrity are foundational character traits we expect of our players and staff. Prior to signing Mitchell, our hockey operations and community relations groups spent time with him over the last few weeks to better understand who he is as an individual and learn more about a significant mistake he made when he was in middle school. So gross. During this evaluation period, by the way, remember the talks about this evaluation period and stuff like that. That will come in handy when we talk about Cam Neely's press conference today. It's going to be fun. During this evaluation period, Mitchell was accountable for his unacceptable behavior and demonstrated his commitment to work with multiple organizations and professionals to further his education and use his mistake as a teachable moment for others. The expectation is that he will continue this important educational work with personal development and community programs as a member of the Bruins. The final paragraph of their initial statement is talking Mitchell or Miller, 20, skated in 60 games at the Tri-City Storm, recording 39 goals, and ha, 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 he was defenseman of the year, player of the year, but, but you get the point. So that was the Bruins' initial response, their initial press release to signing Mitch Miller. Like I said, remember some of the details there. I do want to note here, pretty much came out that if it wasn't the Boston Bruins, it would have been somebody else. We'd be having this conversation pretty much no matter what today. Yep. Unless the news broke before he signed that the talks were going on, in which case, you know, this might have happened before. I want to speak about the Meyer Carruthers family really quickly. Um... And apologies for whoever this tweet was from. I forgot the tag. Um, already appears to be some discrepancies between what the Bruins have said regarding Miller. One, the team referred to it as a singular incident, yet the victim's mother says this was years of trauma. Two, Isaiah's mother, Joni, does not say Miller apologized. This is from David Wade. The mother of the boy bullied and abused by new Boston Bruins player Mitch Miller tells Paula Eben that Mitchell has never directly apologized to the family or her son until last week on Instagram. Now, something to add on that. Contracts like this don't get signed one day. It's always show up, it comes in. Especially when mm -hmm. there's several teams involved. His mm -hmm. agent knew that they were making moves. Mm -hmm. The, the Tri-City Storm season has been done for how long? Like, he played last year. Right now, he didn't have a team. He didn't have a team play to play for. Mm -hmm. So, this these conversations were probably happening for a very long time. The 2021-22 USHL season. Oh, apologies. Apparently, they don't have an updated Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. They're, they're in their 2022-23 uh, season right now. So, like, the contract talk has probably been on for at least more than a week. Especially with, with with several teams, the season ended on May twenty first. Yep. So what you're saying is hypothetically, since that end of the season till now, there's definitely been talks, hundred percent, mm -hmm. not with just one team, multiple teams. So I have a feeling that when they were getting close to signing that deal, one of the stipulations was probably, hey. You need to reach out and tell this person, hey, give the person an apology. Mm -hmm. In no relation to hockey or you furthering your career at all. Whatsoever. You had, what, six, seven years to make that apology since you were convicted. Mm -hmm. And you hadn't made it. A but legitimate... the minute. Yep. Yeah, the minute the minute you get an opportunity to the, fill out your dreams and play the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League, whatever the fuck you wanted to do. The only time you really cared about it was you were going to make a little bit of green. The only time you cared about it whatsoever. Right now, it is a toss-up, by the way, as to whether or not he does get the $95,000 signing bonus that he had on contract. Um, I believe that's an NHLPA issue, and I don't think we have confirmation as to whether or not that money 
doesn't go to him simply because the contract was voided. Um, there's still stuff to be decided there. Yep. <clears throat> Worth noting again, Isaiah's mother saying that uh, her son's not doing well after hearing the news. Uh, and it's worth noting last year, it's not as if, because there were some people um, on social media, because of course, saying like, boy, man, this family just seems really determined, essentially insinuating that this family is actively trying to ruin this guy's life and will come out of the word work when it benefits them. Uh, it is worth noting last year that Isaiah's father, I believe on social media, shared how Miller's parents and a group of, quote, hockey families from the hometown of Sylvania, Ohio, remain hostile to Isaiah and his family. Sylvania wow. residents have proven this to be true in a coordinated push questioning Isaiah's family and, quote, if he can be called disabled for the last 24 hours in the aftermath of Miller's signing with the Bruins coming to light. Wow. That's not even just a racist family. That's a racist people. Racist mind is a racist kind. I don't like. I don't give a. That's fuck. Why is it even talking about that part? That's ridiculous. The posts as well looked somewhat bot-ish, but at the same time, they looked like a hey, click. It looked like a an easily shareable copy pasta that somebody came up with. I don't put it past people to have done that. The Bruins front office after the press release, there was a press conference. Quote from Don Sweeney, and there's a couple. This decision could be wrong. It's invited a lot of negativity that we didn't need or want. Keep in mind the Bruins were 10-1, and and this was the day before they lost to Toronto on Saturday. Yep. It says that every time they came close to walking away, they remembered, or they, quote, remembered he was in eighth grade, he was 14. <laughs> Just the narrative they're hammering into the fucking ground. Oh, it doesn't matter. That's one like, hell of a good fucking agent. I will say that. That That's one hell of a good fucking agent. To, to pick up a scumbag like that and to potentially secure the kid 95k. Also, because of the signing bonus, he gets a cut of that too. You need to forget that. So let's say, for example, he gets a cut from that 95k. That's maybe like 10, 20, 20k going to the guy. I thought, it was t- I thought agents were 10%. Or are they 5 Still. I don't know. I can't remember. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, that, that, that was a minor money. detail. I was just like, yeah, I was thinking of myself. That's still I was money trying to math in my head. No, yeah, 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 for sure. Like it's. If that's 95K, it's 5%. That's 5,000. If it's 10, if it's 10%, it's 10,000 roughly. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's worth noting as well. Like I said, there have been so many quotes over the past couple of days that I'm sure I missed some. But one that I did remember that I didn't have down on our sheet here is Sweeney during this press conference essentially saying, I was the one to pick him up from the airport, and if it doesn't work, I'll be the first one in line to drive him back. But Sweeney also said this at the press conference. Quote, I am not going to downplay that this has been a personal struggle as well as a professional struggle. Also mentions, the Bruins did not reach out to the victim's family during the vetting process. Impressive. It's like they they really didn't want to hear anything negative. They they had their mind made up and they would just avoid every anything that would kind of tell them not to add. That's very very weird. Again, I think they're almost just trying to sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Like just do but here's what I don't understand. Why are you signing this potentially volatile player when you're 10 and 1? Y'all lost the next game then, dude. Not that that's really a correlation, but... Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. I I thought we were actually going to get a chance to talk about that. I actually caught part of it. And I'm like, man, if I didn't watch that and I heard someone said, oh, yeah, the final score of the Boston Leafs game is 2-1, to I'd be like, well, that's a Boston win, obviously. That's a Boston way to win a game. But anyway, um, holy. Like, Mm -hmm. they were... I don't understand. Like they made no sense for their present situation to pursue some 21 year old prospect who overager. I don't get it. <laughs> Why? Like, I'm just trying to wrap my brain. I'm like, what's the reason they didn't need anyone. And why would you take on that headache and draw this negative media, media attention toward yourself when you're on, you were on the path that you were. That's just, everyone was kind of rooting for the Bruins. Like, this is, like, their last dance, even though they haven't won, like, 
five championships. Like they got all these guys back. They're going to be fucked next year cap wise because of the signing bonuses for Bergeron yep. and uh, Krejci. I want to say Kadri. Krejci. Hmm. Like, why would you do this? And then you were so determined to do it. You went through all this PR trouble and like did your very best to not hear negative news that it just seems like they expected people to overlook it. So you have Sweeney at the press conference, essentially alluding towards this wasn't his decision. Bruins head coach Jim Montgomery also stated he did not play any part in the vetting process prior to the signing. So, you know, you start to paint a picture about where you need to look. Uh, Sweeney also mentioned that Bruins players, at least the leadership group, wonder who that is, were made aware that they were planning to sign Miller. Sweeney acknowledges that some of them asked, why? So let's good talk about them. the players. Fucking good. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh. Talk about the players here. Uh, who it, There was a report on Nesson.com, which again, for those who don't know, Nesson's the... Um, uh, the broadcast Super channel Nintendo. that's owned, I think. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Uh, it it's, sounds like Nesson sounds like SNES, Super Nintendo Electronics System. I don't know why it always reminds me of that. So. Oh, NESN, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had an article up, and again, it's it's the broadcast group that's owned. I think it's a 70-30 split between the Red Sox ownership and the Bruins ownership. Uh, there was an article about Bruins players actively seeking an explanation for the team signing them. Um, Patrice Bergeron was, was quoted on the signing. And I should note, of course, Patrice Bergeron, not only the current captain of the team, uh, actively has a program where he uh, invites a family uh, of, you know, a, a child that you know might be ill or might have disabilities, invites into the game, hangs out with them uh, after the game, there's a reason why around here his nickname is fucking St. Patrice. Let's be honest. He was quoted in saying about the Miller signing, the culture we built here goes against that type of behavior. We're a team built with character and character people. What he did is unacceptable, and we don't stand by that. In this locker room, we're all about inclusion, diversity, and respect. I love that, man. I didn't find a specific Brad Marchand quote, but it's worth noting as well that he does a lot in Nova Scotia in regards to inclusion and helping those who would be affected by the cost barrier and not being able to play. He does a lot of stuff for his community. And then there's Nick Foligno where the feeling is he signed in Boston as a way to be able to be local and to give back, especially to the Boston's children's hospital that helped his young daughter. Foligno on the player's reaction to the signing of Mitch Miller quote, I don't think any guy was too happy. Felino on the signing of Mitch Miller, quote, it's tough. It's a hard topic. The organization's not going to do something that would jeopardize the team's culture. But in saying that, it's not something that anyone in this locker room stands for. More from Felino. It's a tough thing to hear for our group. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think any guy was too happy because of how proud we are to say that this is a group that cares a lot about ourselves, how we carry ourselves and how we treat people. Nick Felino on the Miller signing, quote, it's hard for us to swallow. Good for Nick Foligno, man. I criticized his on-ice play a lot last year. Rightfully so. That doesn't mean to criticize the man. That's a stand-up guy. Then, there was Gary Bettman's reaction. Oh, boy. When asked by Aaron Portsline at a press conference, Bettman said the Bruins didn't consult the league before signing Miller. Bettman said he'll have to, quote, have to see, quote, a whole bunch of things before Miller is NHL eligible. Bettman further elaborated, saying that Miller is not eligible for the NHL and not sure he ever will be, added again that the league was not consulted. Now, Miller was assigned, going to be assigned, to the Providence Bruins of the AHL. In the AHL, if you are suspended by any other league or ineligible to play, then they can decide to honor that. So there's no guarantee he was even going to play in Providence, because if he wasn't eligible for the NHL side of things. Then, there was the agent's statement, released on November 6th at 11 a.m., just hours before the Bruins put out a statement on November 6th. This is from Eustace King, 
NHLPA certified agent, managing partner at O2K Sports Management, LLC. The decision to take on Mitchell Miller as a client was not one that O2K Sports made lightly. As one of the very few black NHL agents in the league, a member of the NHL Diversity and Inclusion Committee, and as a black man who spent his entire life in hockey, I understand the gravity of the situation and respect the fierce emotions and reactions to the initial reporting and commentary around Mr. Miller's past behavior. 2OK Sports Management would not have agreed to represent Mitchell without months of research, deliberation, introspection within our organization, and conversations with outside advisors. Moreover, when deliberating whether to represent Mitchell, we learned throughout the past six years, Mitchell has been volunteering with organizations such as Spread the Word Campaign, Little Miracles, Adaptive Sports of Ohio, and Gliding Stars. Furthermore, this summer, Mitchell and I met with and committed to working with the following uh, Bill Proudman, White Men as Full Diversity Partners, the Carnegie Initiative, and Hockey Equality. Also, before signing his contract, Mitchell met with and committed to working with local community projects such as Bullying Prevention Program, After School Program, Youth Guidance Program. We believe in restorative justice. Mitchell and I are on that path together, and I welcome you all to join us. O2K Sports Management believes in accountability, so does our client. After weighing all these factors, we came to the conclusion uh, to embrace the forward-thinking approach of Professor Loretta Ross and chose counsel, not cancel, as the path to racial healing and understanding. <laughs> Oh my! I, the one thing I love is when people mention cancel, Can, cancel culture. The term canceling it's such a cop real. out. It is a cop out term that organizations, companies, and media use when people are held accountable for their actions. This is not canceling. This is calling out someone for not pulling up on their shit and for doing stupid actions that are irredeemable that is what cancel culture is and it's just called accountability i am struggling to find exactly what charity it was that specifically responded to this saying uh we've never worked with mitch carnegie initiative oh Damn. my god they lied or i will try to find the jesus <laughs> find the full quote here good on the charity uh, dude. here we go i got it uh, this comes from the Carnegie Initiative. CI statement regarding O2K Mitchell Miller. This morning, Eustace King of O2K Management released this statement. Um, to clarify, the Carnegie Initiative was approached to consider working with Mitchell as he addresses his own recovery process related to social justice issues. It's one of many requests the CI frequently received to collaborate on efforts to make hockey more inclusive. To be clear, we have not worked with Mitchell Miller. That said, we encourage everyone involved to have a direct, difficult conversation needed find a path forward again o2k sports management would not have agreed to represent mitch without months of research deliberation blah 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 moreover when deliberating whether to represent mitchell we learned throughout the six years mitchell has been volunteering with organizations such as the carnegie initiative or excuse me furthermore this summer mitchell and i met and committed to working with the following so yeah it's the carnegie initiative essentially saying like oh yeah we had talks but he hasn't hasn't done anything which, in fairness, they weren't saying specifically that they had done anything in that regard. Um, it is also worth mentioning in regards to this, as was the top reply to this from Mike Stevens um, from the Hockey News. The volunteering you used as the central crux of your statement to exonerate Mitchell is court-mandated. He's not doing this out of the goodness of his heart. As you portray it, he's doing it so he doesn't get a further conviction. Try not to be so transparent next time job mike stevens obviously this statement uh didn't go over very well you had no direct reference to isaiah meyer carruthers whatsoever aside from uh let, let's see what was what was the specific wording again Oh, uh, just around, yes, the, uh, I understand and respect the fierce emotions and reactions to the initial reporting and commentary around Mr. Miller's past behavior. That was it. Nothing about what the behavior was. Uh, if you want to know who wrote Miller's statement in that Bruins first press release, there you go. Eustace King, you did a great job on that initial statement. Well done. There's no way that wasn't you. 
There is no way. So, we we march on. We march on. It was it was worth noting that. Take from that what you will. And of course, that specific line of uh, counsel not cancel. Good time. I also like the term restorative justice. So, in the aftermath of that, and everything from the past couple of days, Ooh. the Bruins released a statement on Sunday night. Bruins president Cam Neely announced today, November 6th, that the Boston Bruins will part ways with Mitch Miller. Today, the Boston Bruins have decided to part ways effective immediately. The decision to sign this young man was made after careful consideration of the facts as we were aware of them. That at 14 years old, he made a poor decision that led to a juvenile conviction. We understood this to be an isolated incident and that he had taken meaningful action to reform and was committed to ongoing personal development. Based on that understanding, we offered him a contract. Remember when the mother said... Or remember when Don Sweeney said that, uh, yeah, he he hadn't personally talked to the family? I don't think he was the only one. Because I think if you talked to the family, you would have realized it wasn't an isolated incident when they were 14. Yeah. Based on new information, we believe it's best at this time to rescind the opportunity for Mitchell Miller to represent the Bruins. We hope that he continues to work with professionals and programs to further his education and personal growth. Of course, the new information in part being some of these places like being like, yeah, we haven't quite worked with them yet. I mean, we've had base discussions. Um, and the new information was apparently that that wasn't an isolated incident, even though anybody two years ago would have known that it wasn't an isolated incident. We owe it to our fans, players, staff, partners, and community to make sure that our practices and protocols are in keeping with the ethos that we demand from ourselves and, and as an organization. As such, we'll be reevaluating our internal processes for vetting individuals who wish reevaluating our internal processes for vetting individuals who wish to earn the privilege of playing in the National Hockey League for the Boston Bruins. We are sorry that this decision has overshadowed the incredible work the members of our organization do to support diversity and inclusion efforts. We will continue to stand against bullying and racism in all of its forms. To Isaiah and his family, my deepest apologies if the signing made you and other victims feel unseen and unheard. We apologize for the deep hurt and impact we have caused. How do people keep acting acting surprised? <laughs> like, this statement, it always has the same thing. Oh, we're so surprised. We're so sorry that doing this one thing that will make you feel unseen made you feel unseen. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. new information. We are aware of how elevating abusers makes victims feel like shit. Yet mm-hmm. people always do this, and then they apologize after the fact. Like, there'd be no need to apologize if you just didn't elevate the abuser. Kind of seems simple to me, but I, people intentionally... It's, I don't know, it's just a form of gaslighting, in my opinion. Like, oh, we're sorry that the, that you feel this way. Like after you did something that, of course, like we we have all the fucking evidence in the world that 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 it would make people feel this way. If you have a shred of common sense, you would understand. You want to know how he ended that statement? Uh oh, do I? Finally, as a father, oh I think there's a lesson to be learned here for other young people. Be mindful of careless behaviors and going with the group mentality of hurting others. The repercussions can be felt for a lifetime. That's okay. That that's <laughs> that's so bad. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> the front Again, office. He's today. putting himself in the shoes of Mitch and not the family. And you could tell by the way you worded it. Mm-hmm. Cam Neely had a press conference this morning. Cam Neely says it's extremely concerning that the Bruins didn't talk to the victim's family. Says he's working to find out why and that he is planning to talk to them. Says he made it clear, quote, we have to vet this out properly. Quote, I shouldn't assume anything. 
my brother in Christ, you are the president of this team. You want to find out why you didn't talk to the family? That is on you. Connor Ryan uh, on Twitter. Question. What was the, quote, new information? Neely. The fact that we didn't talk to the family was concerning to me. Question. Why didn't you? Neely. That's a great question. Something I need to find out. Question. Is that a problem with the vetting process? Neely. Absolutely. It's the vetting process, guys. That's where they... What the... Oh, my God. Fucking hell. If you this would comes like from to be Ty... connected, go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I was just gonna. It's this is exactly like just going through a loop with the uh, automated people when you're trying to call a company. <laughs> if you would like to talk to this department, okay. And then you see a representative, like, okay, I'll get you a representative. However, we can also help you doing like if you just text this not like holy shit, just give me a fucking human, and like no one sign. knows what's going on. They just keep other other things, other things. Like, I understand an organization is large. But why does it always seem like the people who are supposed to be in charge always know the least? Mm. And they always, get paid, they, get, they always get paid the most. And they apparently don't know shit about what they're supposed to be in charge for. Like, what are you getting paid for if you're not managing all that shit? Fuck, if I'm making like a million bucks a year. Yeah, I'm probably managing a shitload of people for a large organization. But like, you know. You have to actually be doing your job. Ty Anderson on Twitter. Ask Cam Neely what he'd say to fans who are black. uh, Who are slash know someone disabled. Neely, quote, I want to apologize on behalf of the Bruins. It was a decision we didn't take lightly. I felt based on everything that I knew that he deserved a second chance. He admits that was not the right call. Neely, quote, I do believe in second chances, but maybe some don't deserve it. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, it it took us. It took the public backlash for me to have this realization. This all good epiphany things that, you know, if obviously since we didn't take it lightly. um, (laughs) I don't get it. We didn't make this decision lightly. Clearly you did if you weren't able to come to the conclusion that you're coming to now after public backlash. Cam Neely says it was extremely concerning that the Bruins didn't talk to the victim's family. Says he's working on finding out why and that he's planning on talking to them. Says he made it clear, quote, we have to vet this out properly. I shouldn't assume anything. Yeah. Quote, I want to apologize to Isaiah and his family. It's something they shouldn't continue to go through. And then... Comes from Ty Anderson as well. Bruins didn't have enough info on the situation to have Miller on draft board in 2020. Yet between now and then, nobody in scouting found it necessary to talk to his family. I asked Neely if scouts did homework. Neely's respond, quote, character process, we failed. He said scouts told him that he had changed. So you didn't have him on your draft board in 2020. You had the past two years to look at this whole situation, to read into it. And, well, the scouts said he changed. That's why we did it. But you didn't talk to the family. According to Don Sweeney, at least he didn't talk to the family. Did the scouts? Did Cam Neely himself? You didn't care. That's what this comes down to. You didn't care. You viewed this as someone where... Whatever, we'll probably take some punches, but we roll with them, and then we have this good, young, talented player who can help us win hockey games in the future. It's fine. And you, you, you got pressed too hard, and you crumbled. You didn't stand by it. Had you had the balls to just be like, look, we know what the hell happens. To be honest, though, he's a good hockey player. I think Mitch Miller would still be a Bruin today. I think if they were just outright honest and saying, we assigned this kid... Because he's good at the sport. Then I honestly think he'd probably still be there today. Yep. But no, you you try to play fast and loose with terms like responsibility and the research you had done into it. And based on our understanding and. This is a permanent, permanent stain on the legacies of 
specifically Don Sweeney and Cam Neely as the uh, GM president of the Boston Bruins, respectively. Don Sweeney will be remembered as a very solid hockey player. He'll always be remembered for being in charge of the 2015 draft. I think this, like, boy, like, your legacy was already hanging in the balance of, like, you're going to get dunked on for, you know, you're going to get dunked on for the 2015 draft. Now you're going to get dunked on for this. Man, you could win a cup at this rate. People aren't going to forget. And honestly, it's kind of the same for Cam Neely at this stage. Like, you have been the president of this team since June 16th of 2010. Wow. Successful team in that time. Stanley Cup in that time. Legendary player. His number's retired. Hockey Hall of Famer. But boy, what are people going to think about you now in the short term? It's this. I hope it was worth it. As Sin said, a 10-1 fucking team that didn't need this distraction that didn't and shouldn't have had to get in front of microphones and answer for your bullshit. Yet you're sorry to them because of the efforts that they put in and you shouldn't have been put in this situation. You put them in this situation. Two quotes from Patrice Bergeron today. Bergeron, a message to the fans, quote, we hear you and our values remain the same. Bergeron, and if the locker room was universally against the signing, quote, in a way, yes, I'm glad we were heard. How much, if any, did you talk to their family? You didn't talk to the players. Because if you talked to the players, you wouldn't have done it. Based off of everything that the likes of Bergeron and Nick Foligno have said since it happened. I still got this Bruins, you know, fucking banner behind me. I'm still a fan of the Boston Bruins, but holy shit, is it embarrassing? Yes. Nothing I can do about it as a fan of the team. Um, whether or not Sweeney and Neely stick around, I don't know. Um, I kind of hope not, really. I mean, I was already kind of, you know, off the Don Sweeney as GM bandwagon. That was pretty obvious. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it's... In terms of the, the emotions, it's first and foremost... I feel so sorry for that goddamn family to have to go through this shit again. Where if this douchebag of a, of a man at this point, oh, he was 14. In that time, if you are Mitch Miller at any point in the past seven years, you go to that family's house and you say, can I talk to you? And you sit down and you apologize like apparently another kid in the same situation did. You'd be fine. You would have either stayed with the Coyotes. You would have been picked up by the Bruins. Show the receipts. You're good to go. He has nobody but himself to blame at this stage. Yep. So first and foremost, it's that thought of, man, that's fucking family for having to go through this again. Especially if there is that legitimacy on the idea of residents of that town being like, but how disabled is he? As was reported, which is absurd. Um, really gross. You know, the, the second f thought for me is like, what a fucking idiot this Mitch Miller guy is. Yep. If you are apparently this talented, how fucking brain dead do you have to be to just shoot yourself in the foot when there are teams dying to give you an opportunity at every fucking turn? You know, in the video that I put out my initial reaction to his signing, I mentioned Kyle Larson uh, from NASCAR. Where, you know, he dropped the N-word on an iRacing Twitch stream, lost his spot, lost his job, went away for months, the receipts come out, hey, he has been working with these organizations to change, gets a spot back, not canceled, but clearly took accountability for his own actions and looked to improve himself. You have someone like Myers Leonard, formerly in the NBA with the Miami Heat, uh, who dropped a Jewish slur on stream and he lost his job. He's not back in the league yet, but it's been proven. The receipts are there. Uh, I and correct me if I'm wrong on the exact facility, but has volunteered 
at, uh, you know, I believe a, a Jewish museum, like a Holocaust remembrance site, stuff like that, like has outright shown the receipts of, holy shit, I fucked up. I need to better myself. And he's worked towards that. The receipts are there. Where are Mitch Miller's receipts? You have this, you know, this post from the agent about, oh, we've done this. We've done this. We've done that. You need you need to pro- you need to provide a little bit more than just words at that stage. Where are the receipts? Even if it comes off as like, oh, here's an Instagram post with with me and my friends at this institute, like at least prove you were fucking there. Yeah. Because your word means shit. Your agent's word doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Especially when your agent has to clarify. And Endo, let me know if I'm off uh, let me know if I'm off base on this. But for me, I read that statement from his agent like as a black man, I am okay with representing Mitch. Like, does that not seem incredibly fucked up that you felt the you know need to clarify crazy? that? You know what's crazy about that? Eustace King is the same manager for Wayne Simmons. Hawking Diversity Alliance, like, head member, the same agent as for Wayne how Simmons. much longer is my question? I don't know, man. Like, you have other guys in the HDA counting this out. Akim Leo, Akim Leo was like, this is ridiculous. It, it, there's there's so much just just going on with this whole situation and it shouldn't happen in the first place. if if the dude had any sort of accountability and owned up to it this whole thing would have been different if he had if he had done change or had active stuff going on that shows like hey i'm trying to be better other than just basically nothing and like word of mouth mm-hmm. disgusting the if the actions res- of his parents oh, are sorry. true and that the whole like hockey community hates that family, I, I can't I can't redeem it. There there's no coming back from it. Hey guys, a little transition here with the podcast. So what ended up happening is we had an error in the encoder, so the entirety of the last part was cut off. And all I was gonna say is that if Mitchell Miller becomes ineligible to play in the NHL or receives a ban. He would be the first ever NHL player to be banned without playing a single game. Now, the way it works is that if you were banned in the NHL, the AHL, which is represented by the PHPA, the Professional Hockey Players Association, not the NHLPA, those are two separate different bodies. He would become ineligible to play in the AHL and the ECHL because they are both governed by the same body. Then it would lead to him possibly playing in the SPHL, but he's essentially banned from playing in major north american leagues you could probably go down to the fed and play there but at this point he's probably going to go to russia or something so that's gonna be out of the podcast for us today uh, a little depressing you could say but we do have to talk about stuff like this and keep people informed about stuff that happens in the nhl and around the nhl and hockey in general you can catch Tuki, obviously Tuki 24 on twitch youtube twitter all those places you can catch sin uh sin ftw Productions, sin ftw prod youtube you also there's music as well on their spotify pulse cinders and you can catch me endo mills live every day on twitch.tv slash endo mills and also on youtube at endo mills want to appreciate you guys for watching this episode again and want to thank our great sponsors over at manscape for sponsoring this podcast we can bring to you guys every single week twice a week we will see you guys again on thursday for the rest of the regular show fingers crossed uh but yeah aside from that Take care, have a good one, and we're out.